Yeah. Maria hit me up. <laughs> no way. Tell us about how you got recruited. So I was I was one of those recruits that like I got the phone call and I was so excited. I was like and I remember like I couldn't make it and so I texted her and I was trying I was the one kept that kept rescheduling. I was like, Can I please make it to another one? Was there another one? <laughs> and as a recruiter, I'm sure that that's like the best to get out of somebody who's <laughs> like Hell yeah. You're a pony. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And oh my God. I feel like it was such faith that Maria recruited me. We're such like, I feel like we're pretty similar. We're both like very chill. And I did my, my final project, like a yoga thing. And I guess I don't remember exactly what it was on it, but I remember she hung it up in her room and everything. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's something Maria would do. Maria, if you're watching, <laughs> we love you. Congrats on the engagement. <laughs> it made me feel so good. I was like, yes, I really liked it. <laughs> Heck yeah. That's awesome. And so then uh, when, when, when in the semester, like was it closer to the end of the semester or, or how you've been training for a while? It was spring. Oh, okay, cool. And then you went out. Where, where did you sell that first summer? South Carolina. <laughs> yep. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. I actually, I was thinking about HQs earlier, and our first HQ was the best. And I don't remember exactly, oh, West Columbia was where we lived. So it was me and Maria and Kimmy for half of it. And then, oh my God, we had a lot of people living in HQ. And then another manager and another manager. There was like five of us, and there was only two beds. So it was like, it was very cramped, but it was the best like it was so homey every Sunday our host mom would invite her whole family over and they would just have a backyard barbecue we had some like Sunday meetings there too at the HQ at my HQ (laughs) yeah because she was just so dope like just so homey and cool and she cooked such good food for us even though we had to fit like two or three people in a bed it was like we just loved being there (laughs) did you did you guys find her like as you, when you got there, or was she already set up before you got there? Because I know those, there's two ways of going about to, that. Yeah, we had to find her. Well, Maria found her. Yeah. Oh, okay. So yeah, it was like, you were going into this town like, all right, let's find a place to live. <laughs> the first summer, I didn't really know that's what we were doing. And um, Maria just made it seem like so fun. She was just like, we're going to go out and run and find a place to live. And then me and Zach were just, who was my, the other first year that she recruited on our team, we were just like, okay, like, sure, do whatever, doing whatever Maria says. <laughs> oh, man. That's yeah. hilarious. Yeah. And then, and then, so that's how you got recruited. Did you think, I mean, were you a pony the whole time? Was there ever a point where before the summer you're like, okay, what is this whole thing? Or were you just like completely bought in from the beginning? Totally not. I was style of Southwestern. Like, even my, I had to like convince my parents and, Oh my God. When I called my parents after the info and I was just like, okay, so there's this thing that I just went to and I'm going to do it. Like, I really want to do it. It's, and I explained it over the phone exactly for what it was, what it was like door to door selling. And even like saying it out loud, I didn't think twice. I was like, <laughs> that's what I want. <laughs> and, and my parents were like, okay. Oh, and, yeah. Dang. Okay. That's yeah. awesome. What what eventually warmed them up? Maria. <laughs> I was gonna say it was probably meeting Maria. Totally Maria. Oh my god, my mom loves Maria. Yeah, they were both like my mom told me that her and my dad would talk like 
okay, she's, like, super excited about this. How do we, like, we can't, like, break her excitement. She's, like, so excited. Like, I don't know what should we say. And then, and then I told her that they were going to meet Maria. And she came over. And my dad is Arabic. And Maria's yeah. dad, is, or mom, yeah, her dad. Her dad. His family in Morocco. Yeah. Her dad. Yeah. So, so they kind of have similar cuisine. So she brought these cookies. And must have been the cookies. But and my dad was, like, Okay. We'll sell. We don't care. <laughs> go do whatever you want. <laughs> Maria can stay though. You can go. <laughs> That's yeah. awesome. Maria so, was the best. So actually, following her was so fun too. Oh, I bet. What did you guys do? Anything like crazy fun stuff? Like you know, you hear these stories of people fooling around. Anything like that? Um. Okay. No, we didn't really do that. But I. Well, it was my first summer too, and it was in the very beginning when we, you know, you follow people to get warmed yeah. up to knocking on doors. And I just remember like Maria just being so chill. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like she's just like we are at this house, and she gets these fresh peaches, and she's she's just eating a peach. It's not like you're eating apple. Like you're eating a juicy peach. There's like juice coming down your face. Like you're <laughs> eating a peach, and she's like doing an approach like while she's eating in south tea. carolina okay <laughs> and i just That's remember it. like i just remember that moment so well and i'm like wow this is like in there <laughs> totally in there so your your like introduction to southwestern through maria um was it like mostly just fun and super positive or was it like super intense in any way to be like we got to be champions of the book field we need to sell all the books what was her you know, what, what was your introduction to this business? I think, like, it was definitely, like, this is really hard. Like, she definitely made sure I knew it was really hard. And, like, she would always tell me, like, you're going to be tough this year, right? And yeah. I was like, yeah. And just, like, always the kind of started in there. So I was very much without a doubt thinking that I'm going to work really hard because Maria thinks I'm going to be a tough this year. I'm going to be a tough this year. That's cool. Did you I'd ever? <laughs> you were? I was, yeah. Ah, there you go. So, <laughs> yeah. Maria, if Maria says it, then good. And it comes to, to life. That first summer was 2016 or 15? Yeah, 2016. Well, was it? Yeah, 2016. Awesome. Oh, cool. Yeah. So you, you had your first sizzler there in the Dominican Republic, Punta Cana. Yep. Punta Cana. What a time. Yep. I remember that one. It's so fun. Oh my God. This is where your first time is like, you are like just mind blown that this exists. Like, right? <laughs> they still did it this year. They were like, who needs a pandemic? We're going to Mexico. And so yeah. they just yeah, they got did. back. Like, some of them stayed an extra week and, and did some extra things. And gosh, especially yeah. like the DR when they had like the club on, like, on the on the actual resort where you could just go clubbing all night. And I think someone fell off a roof and it was raining most nights. And then we still went out to the clubs anyway. And uh, gosh, they had uh, Coco Bongo down there. And, Coco Bongo. <laughs> did you, what, as a first year student, do you remember like your impression of Sizzler? Like did anything happen that you were like, whoa, this is next level? Or did you ever have any like crazy Sizzler story like that? To be honest, I don't, like, I just remember, like, being a little bit, like, taken aback about how much people party. <laughs> <laughs> they don't slow down. <laughs> They're crazy. Like, totally, like, really understanding, like, work hard 
play hard, like for sure. They're not lying. <laughs> <laughs> they play as hard as they work. For, yeah, that's yeah, that's true. This is true. We've had some sizzler stories where people went to jail and stuff before, so it's, it's always oh worth God. asking that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah I know. Sizzler is super crazy. I even like, yeah, I, I mean, a lot of it I just don't remember. I'm just like, yeah, it, yeah. So you sold three summers. Um, and so your last summer was this last summer, the 2019 summer. Yeah. Right. Okay. So how did you, what, what are you up to now? What have you been up to in the last so year? Your last Tell summer us. was 2018. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Yes. Good math. Good math. She, she was in, uh, you were in Indonesia last year, right? Or yes. Bali? Uh, yeah. <clears throat> Actually after my last summer, it was in Wisconsin, which was awesome. Like best place to sell, I think for sure. Cause you get the cold weather and you can wear a sweatshirt and like, yeah. be running around and not be setting anyway um and then so that was after Wisconsin I went studied abroad in Thailand oh. and then um then I after that I was kind of like I know that what I wanted to do was in mental health and in yoga so I just wanted to continue doing that after it was my last year in school and I just wanted to focus on that so that's when I stopped doing Southwestern cool. and yeah then this past year I was in Bali and um and then I got a job in a mental health hospital and um I always always think and I think I talked to Nick on the phone a couple of times just about like my current life and everything and how like I use literally everything I learned in Southwestern in my current job like I don't even think I would be well of course I would be capable but I don't know if I would have like the skills down to do like some of these jobs like without Southwestern and what it teaches you like what I do is a recre I'm a recreational therapist so I work with um, patients who are in a mental health facility that is like crisis so it's very short term they're usually Baker acted or they come like from calling the suicide hotline or something mm. and it's a wide range of like uh, people that you deal with like from you know, paranoid schizophrenic to severely depressed and anxious and like everything. So yeah. when I'm like holding a group, they're not very much divided by diagnoses. So you just have a bunch of different behaviors in the room and you oh have to God. literally, <laughs> you have to redirect all the time. And you guys know, like when you're in a sit down and the mom goes off topic or you're talking about stuff, <laughs> you have to redirect all the time and like get back to the sales talk. And I literally do that all day. <laughs> I feel like just go yeah. out. So you're just going out with all the most like interesting and perhaps high energy as well as low energy characters possible. Yeah. That's yeah. Cool. And yeah. so then, like, what other skills do you? Because someone someone asked us, Dylan Barr asked us, uh, biggest lesson from selling books door to door that you still use in your yoga teaching career, which I think still kind of applies to this uh, topic that we're talking about. Like, what other skills have oh, you yeah. used? Um, okay, well, obviously public speaking, selling yourself and like being really confident um, and specifically teaching yoga, let me think. I mean, okay, I want to talk about approaching because I feel like that's something huge that I do all the time too. Like if I'm getting a group, like I have to run a group, you know, and there's people that are in bed and I don't even let my like the the techs that are in the in the milieu like the unit they have to go and get the patients to come to my group i don't even let them do that because half the time none of them come 
So I go and I approach them, then I second approach them, and then I'm in their room and I'm like, let's go to group, like get up. And I'm like halfway walking out the door. That always gets them. And so this whole, I, I like third approach all the time. <laughs> I'm sorry, have you not heard of me? We're going to go. We're yeah, go. I'm like, hey, hey, good morning. <laughs> no way, yeah. that's awesome. Yeah. And like, even in teaching yoga, like, just the, just being really present. Oh my God, that's a whole level of Southwestern that you learned so well. Like listening and being really present because that's how you're really going to know what the person from you needs. Like, I mean, especially in like the healthcare industry, you know, having all these behaviors around you, you, you know, redirect all the time, but you also need to like be really present with like why they're behaving that way. What do they need right now? And how to like redirect them in a way that is what they're looking for and not just like trying to tell them stop doing this stop doing that yeah yeah that's pretty cool um the i feel like just the general lessons about having a good attitude that southwestern teaches is probably just even that alone for anybody yeah. being crazy totally. uh, go ahead yeah i was just gonna say that like like your perspective is like it's like you rewire your brain because yeah. like I mean, I mean, you, I'm sure we all meet so many people that will initially look at the negative of the situation. And that's definitely something you learn in Southwestern, like always think of three positives yeah. you know, of yeah. every situation. And, and that's like, you like really rewire your brain in that way. And it's so cool. <laughs> it's part of the cool. <laughs> but like if that becomes instinctual, then that's amazing. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Phil Zolke was telling us about that too with his current career, right, Nick? I think it was it Phil. He was saying that he's like, whenever something difficult goes on, he just thinks of three positives. And like that, that simple thing, just a little, little. Yeah. Do you, oh my God. Yeah. Do you guys ever find yourself, I do this sometimes, where I knock on a door and I still step back and turn sideways without even. Oh, I absolutely do. Oh, you should still do that. That's like the proper way to knock on a door. That is. You know what? One lesson that no one talks about in Southwestern is that, like, <laughs> the proper yeah. thing to knock on a door. <laughs> yeah. Well, the proper actually, amount of, like, efforts put into it so that you can still be heard and, you know. Yeah, yeah give them some space. Don't, like, stare out their window. <laughs> middle, middle finger, not this, not that. Just, yeah. Victoria yeah, Olas was talking about that. I was volunteering for, like, this nonprofit that's like really into knocking on doors in their community to ask them what they want and what they need and so I went knocking with one of my like uh one of my classmates and she was just like standing right up next to the door and I'm like get, get on. I go <laughs> trust me I've knocked on thousands of these things <laughs> so that's hilarious yeah. uh Victoria Olas we were with her we were talking about like all the little things that they don't advertise that you pick up those little skills that you learn uh backing out of driveways or anything like that the, um what was the other one uh learning how to like read people better being a good parent like all these like little yeah totally oh you said backing out of driveways that's so true <laughs> <laughs> like... yo that is so funny not even joking the other day i was talking to naomi and she, and she was saying how like one of the one of the moments she really remembers is how I would back out of the driveway and it would be like the long dirt road that's yeah, like just... windy and just like going like 25, 30, doesn't even, you don't even care. Like, <laughs> yeah, and it's always so slow. It's like, was that, 
I missed the cat. Thank goodness. So your your first day in the summer, you're like slow, carefully like just in your pre-approach. Well, now I guess you do pre-approach on the iPad, but like back when you used to do pre-approach on paper, your pre-approach would yeah, be so I nice, and you use the like different pens to just, and it'd be so tidy. And by like the twelfth week, it's just a shit show. <laughs> you can still read it just the same. <laughs> pre-approach on paper, like holy shit! I used a map, like a map, and it would yeah. highlight the roads that I was going on. Wow, they have it so good now. Like, oh my gosh, <laughs> the, we even even we had it good, but there were still things about Southwestern that, like, when we used to do the paper bars. Oh, you never knew that. No, I never oh, did that. You you never knew the pain <laughs> of a paper bar. Oh, my I lost God. like two thousand dollars in accounting my first summer. I was like, I don't know why I didn't make as much money as I should have. <laughs> so good. <laughs> have you even heard of paper bars? No. Oh my God! Let me tell you. you what said, I could imagine this is literally doing accounting. Like it was like it, it, the top part you had to like fill out every day, and no, then you had don't to bring this back up, Andre. So you're giving me some PTSD. It was just don't know, it. just know that it was it was similar to having to wipe with like a single ply toilet paper. It was similar to that feeling of like just oh God, no. horrible. Yeah. <laughs> and you don't have enough to like fold it and make it two ply. You just have to oh deal with so much. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway, moving forward. Yeah. So, <laughs> Dylan Barr also wants to know, going back to Sizzler for a second, what what is the dumbest thing you've ever seen on Sizzler from a book kid? Oh, that's... The dumbest thing I've ever seen. All of the, all of the things. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, how do you rank them, them, right? Which one's the dumbest? <laughs> oh, man. I oh my like, god, I feel like, <laughs> I don't really remember about him Sizzler, and I guess it just goes to show how drunk I was, like, I don't really know. You're fine. I think, I think the dumbest thing I've seen people do in Sizzler was go to Sizzler during a pandemic without masks on. Oh, <laughs> burn. Um, they all came back. I back. wasn't I'm there, scared. so sorry, I didn't sorry. see it. I saw the Instagram posts, but. If, uh, you're, if you're a current book kid and you're listening, I'm sorry. That was full of Congrats on hitting Sizzler. <laughs> yeah, good way, to, way to do it. Way to do it. So, okay, so let, let, let's talk about this change years real quick. We've asked everyone if there was like something about Southwestern that you thought should have been better in your time there. Like, I feel like everybody kind of has a couple of things where it's like, ah, we could have done this. Victoria mentioned the schedule. Um, other people mentioned other stuff. What is there anything that you would say mm, that would that could have been better? Um, I mean, there's always room for improvement. So, like, I guess like I can see how the schedule could have been better. I mean, if we had a little bit more balance, but I also understand how the schedule serves a purpose in like your mm -hmm. sales. I feel like the, if the managers got a little bit more PC time, it would have made a big difference. I'm, I don't know if they do that now, but for me, I remember having a tough time like as a B and a C, like not getting enough PC time for myself. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah, I mean, even when we're giving PCs, we need our own PCs. Yeah, yeah especially the managers that needed it, right? Because it's hard yeah. to help other first years. That like when an airplane's going down, they have you put your mask on first before you help others. Mm -hmm. And yeah, yeah, I feel like they didn't get enough of that. That's fair. <laughs> <laughs> and then, so how did you end up leaving? Was it just time, or or tell us about that? Uh, yeah, well, I, I kind of mentioned it before. Like I ran after Wisconsin. I. I drove was like 23 hours straight back home because I was leaving for Thailand like right away. So I left early that summer and um, I went to Thailand and just 
I, I just like live my life and I, I really like under, like I really have a passion for yoga and that I wasn't like too big on recruiting you know and that's I know that was what I would do next if I once I came back from my summer or my summer in my my study abroad not trying to be a DSM so I feel like mm. I'm about to graduate and I want to go do my yoga thing and this feels like a good time to go. Mm. And did yeah. you did you feel like it was so you you're actually I think the first that we've heard say no Victoria said she didn't spend too long yeah <laughs> yeah I'm trying to think I was like there's another person sorry we've had like six of these he keeps thinking that everybody who spends time in Southwestern spends an extra summer too long it's true mm, I don't know I, think it's I, true. I definitely I definitely think that like my third summer was kind of a fourth but um in a way that like. I don't know. There's always like that idea of like, okay, I don't want to do it, so I should do it. I don't want to do it, so I should do it. You know? Right. And I, I think that's kind of what I got caught up in my third summer. So I'm like, oh, I really think I don't want to go knock on doors, but that means I should go do it. And then I was like, you know, this can just be toxic because then when would I end if I become a DSM? And I don't want to be a DSM. So mm. I'm just not going to go back. Yeah. yeah. That's pretty cool. It is such a great experience though right like even despite its imperfections you like you look back on it and you're like damn that was that was pretty cool totally oh my god the experiences and like just like what this podcast is the stories mm-hmm. <laughs> what are some fun and stories what what ways did you like i was fun? thinking when i was talking and when we were talking about maria i was thinking about this really funny story uh when i followed her one of my first couple of weeks of selling and um so it was actually the same day of like the peach and everything. Like, I think I only followed her like a couple of days and <laughs> um, we're driving and we got lost so we need to get directions. So there's this guy walking his dog. So we pull over, he's on my side, passenger side. So we rolled down my window, we're talking through my window. So we're trying to ask him directions and then we're kind of telling him what we're doing. It's like demo everyone, you know? So uh, we're demoing him and stuff. <laughs> and um, uh, he's like, pretty down to bad books so I'm like she kind of hands it over to me so it can kind of be my sale and I'm like first year like cool and then there's a cop that pulls up behind us and he's got his lights on and oh, he shit. gets out of the car comes around to talk to Maria and for some reason this guy's not really phased he just kind of like looks up and um so he's buying like a, I think he's about like a Mufu so he bought he buys a Mufu and um, I'm like doing the paper order, and then the cop is around Maria's side talking to Maria, <laughs> asking her for her permit. So you're, you're still on some moon food. <laughs> yeah. Interrogating. Maria's right next to me, asking <laughs> like IDs, and I'm on the side passing the paper order, signing. With, with the lights on, the cops like. The cops right behind, like. The and the guy's still buying. And the guy's still buying. <laughs> he's he's awesome. on this side, literally just with his dog, like buying a mufu with me and then the cop is next to me talking to maria like getting her information <laughs> oh my <laughs> god i'm like bless this guy for not <laughs> being freaked out like he's buying books from us while there's a cop talking to us <laughs> that's a that's a that's a story that's like legit what that was your first week on doors yes that's that awesome. was during our follow like follow that's right business and that made me totally fearless. I'm like, all right. Yeah, that, after that, you're set to go. Yeah, Because right. that could have gone yeah. really bad. That could have gone real, real bad. Totally, yeah. Oh, I know. Good thing she had a permit. Was yeah. there a point? 
Nick, I'm going to ask you this question too. Was there a point where you, cause I don't think I've talked to you about this. Um, it were like, you were like, this works. Like maybe it was your first customer or, or oh whatever. My God, my first customer for sure. I remember my first customer sitting at the kitchen table and all I did was word for word sales talk. Like even when they said something to me, I would not be a real person. I just said the sales talk. <laughs> <laughs> just straight up this is how they told me to do <laughs> like cool isn't it <laughs> like so robot like, like i'm like this is a sales talk. i'm so nervous <laughs> i mean my very first I, sale was exactly that really yeah. like my third summer i had i had a crazy day in upstate new york I had a first year following me he was struggling he had never sold anything word for word and i did for him and he was like wow that's crazy but what really drove the whole like numbers game side of sales was my fourth nose. It was that same third summer in upstate New York. My roommate was like getting set up all day long with his turf and it was taking forever. And then I had to like pick him up at 4 PM and let him follow me for the rest of the day. And I had to like be on top of my, my permits and stuff. And so I was like 10 demos behind. It was like 9 PM and I had 20 demos. And so I'm like, we're going to Walmart. We go to Walmart and I'm demoing people in Walmart. And I'm like, check that off, you know, and like count the demo. <laughs> and I get to like demo number 29 and I'm just demoing some ask me's to this random lady in Walmart. Who's like, yeah, I'll buy some. <laughs> no way. And so Tony's like, what? Yeah. Oh my God. You know how many gas station demos usually turn into buys too? Yeah. Like, no way. Yeah. do it well. I've yes, never done that. That's, yeah. That is nothing like my first customer. My first customer, no, did you sell that Walmart? <laughs> well, that was just because I, that was, that was one day. I was like 20, de 20 demos at 9 PM. I got to oh. get more, you know, I just got, I can't get over that. That's, I mean, I've heard people demoing at Walmart. I never knew somebody got an actual sale. That's pretty dope. That's me. Credit card. My, my first customer was on the way to the book field. Cause we, we had just oh, gotten wow. done. Yeah. It was, we had just gotten done um doing sales school and we sometimes if you drive far enough like you have to stay somewhere in a hotel and then get to the book field like uh, yeah when you went to wisconsin you probably had to do that anyway mm -hmm. we're driving up we're selling upstate new york but we went through ohio and we stayed in erie pennsylvania and the next morning like everybody was staying in the same hotel so the next morning we all did the execs outside just like fake circle and this employee person that was like a just worked at the hotel i think was taking a smoke break or something and like he was just next to me and he's like, what are you guys doing? And so I'm like, oh, we're, we sell books. And so we're doing this thing that gets jazzed up. And, you know, I'm just fresh off the sales school. So I'm like, yeah. we do these things and it's so cool. Yeah. And he's like, wait, what kind of books? And I'm like, oh, they help with homework. And I, so I kind of like started recognizing that he's like, do they, because he goes, do they help with math? And I was like, oh, yes. <laughs> and so I take out my sample book and I do the whole demo. And at the end, he's like, oh, okay, well, I'll take a set. Like I did the whole sales talk and he's like, yeah, I'll take a set. And I didn't know how to ring up a customer yet. And so my manager had to come. And like, yeah. My manager had to come and calculate the taxes and stuff and shaping because we were in, in Pennsylvania or whatever. And he was like, yeah, okay. So that was my first customer. And we were, I haven't even, I haven't even gotten to my territory yet. It was so funny. Great way to like, And people, all the kids in the org that were there, because we were all three orgs were staying in the same hotel, driving to the same, in the same direction. So they were all like, all the people saw like, oh, it fucking works. It's <laughs> like people buy books. 
Yeah. Until that point, all you've seen is a freaking whatever you practice in the parking lot. Right. Oh my God. Yeah. So it was so funny. You know, like the, okay, I definitely remember something from my first summer, like one more door, you know, one more door, one more door. It was the point in the summer where you kind of transitioned from low income to big break. Right. So it was like, I was like, it was my first day going into my big break area. And there was just a lot of places that I couldn't go because everything was no soliciting. So I would take, I would keep getting kicked out, and everyone was being so mean. <laughs> and I just remember, I was getting my ass kicked out day, and um, it was almost 9:30, and and I'm I'm on zero, sitting on zero, and I'm like driving up and down the roads, and I'm just like waiting for it to be 9:30. I'm just like totally over the day, you know. And then I was like, okay, I'm just gonna like stop at one of these houses because I feel like I need to just knock on one more door because that's what they tell you to do. So I parked my car and like one of the roads, I'm just wasting time driving around. <laughs> and I just go to a house, total cool family. And it's just like your classic story. I, when we got in and I got in and sit them down, the kids are super energetic, they're totally up. and they buy a six pack and they're like like the kids were so excited and I just remember we're sitting at the table and the dad's writing the check he bought the half down and he's like writing the check and then he like stops like he's hesitant oh. and, and I'm sitting there with the iPad like I'm so ready to get out of here with my you know with my fresh units. <laughs> 50, and, 50 units at the time. <laughs> and um, the kids are sitting opposite the table. No joke. Like, buy it. Buy it. Like, yeah. banging their fists on the table. And I'm just standing there. <laughs> <laughs> just, <laughs> Many times. It's like, all right, the kids want it. <laughs> the kids are into it. Um, yeah. So, have kids. Uh, write the checks question for both of you do you guys have like a family that because you know how you have that one family that you donate a set to each year yeah do you have have a favorite family from that that you're like that was that was cool like uh, i felt you know wow actually i yeah okay it wasn't like a i feel like i i don't think it was like a lot of books but there was a family that bought a set of ask me's and when i went to deliver they weren't going to get the asses. But once I pulled up, there was a cop car in their driveway. And the mom was in the doorway just crying. And the kid was, like, around the back, like, behind her. And I guess, like, her the dad was going to jail. Like, oh. in that moment, the dad was going to jail. And I was like, oh, my God. Take your book. Have your book. Please have your book. And, yeah, the kids were happy. But, like, crazy experience. Like, mm. You watch the family watch their dad go to jail. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Damn. What was it? Walk into on the book field. I know. Yeah. Did you guys ever go to those houses that were, oh wait, Nick, I want to hear your story. So my first summer, my first customer, I came back and they couldn't afford anything. This, this lady, um, Robin Conkey, you know, I, I, that was a word for word sales talk. I, I remember strolling up to their their house. It was like my second week. Didn't really 
light the world on fire that first week. And I was just like, oh, I'm not going to make it, but I'm persistent. So, like, there's this dog, this basset hound buddy that leads me to the backyard where they're all hanging out around a campfire. And I, I do the word for word, and I find out that the husband, like, just divorced and moved to California and just, like, abandoned all these kids that are just really unique and, and adorable. And they've got, like, quirkiness to them. They're, they're the weird family with the weird kids that don't really make your names list super exciting. But uh, you'll love them anyway, because, you know, they really need it. They really want to use it. And so I come back at the end of the summer and they're like, it was a zero down. And I come back and they're like, we got no money. So I'm just like, here, take a, a social studies and language book. Um, and I don't know that I'll, I'll never forget them just because of how it was my first customer. Uh, but I also remember there was a, a five set that I gave to a lesbian couple that like had a kindergartner that I wonder, wonder what they're doing right now, but I picked up $0 from them. That was a five set customer. <laughs> like one through five. That's yeah. That's change right there. Good for you, Nick. Sure. Thanks. <laughs> Dang dude. That's pretty cool. Were you ever amazed at like, Again, question for both of you, but ever amazed at how incredibly disciplined or clean or utterly disgusting people live? Do you ever walk into one of some of those houses you're just like, oh my God, the smell uh, and the smell is just so bad. And you're worried that when you walk out, your hair is going to smell right. Yeah, it's, <laughs> oh man. Oh. Yeah. Yo, also, some people's dogs are nasty. Like, <laughs> so gross and they just let them drool all over you and i'm just like do you have dog owner etiquette like don't don't let your disgusting dog drool on me right now like you know those dogs that are super super hairy yeah but it's like it's like clumps of hair so they're just like very clumpy and and if they're wet or something oh oh, it's gross or like the cats, or just the like, cats of the book field were scary too like the cats that are missing like lumps of fur like yeah how did that happened why are you like this Ooh. why is like a quarter Ooh. of your skin showing it's gross yeah. there's also like the the people who have like that annoying loud dogs like yeah i've lost i probably lost at least two thousand dollars of profit to some sort of small dog throughout my entire career selling books, at least two grand. Where I'm like, if it wasn't for that fucking dog, I would have totally sold them. But she was so annoyed at the dog that she kicked me out or like she just closed it early. And I'm like, oh that, my God. Ah. We, so I, mean, I think it's more than 2000 for every book kid. Yeah. That's just. How much, how many millions of dollars have yappy dogs cost Southwestern as a whole? Wow, this could be a research study. Literally millions. It has to be in the tens of millions across the history of the company. Damn dogs. Yeah. It just, it's it was amazing. Also pretty, it was also pretty impressive like being in the really big houses though too. Yeah. Like, really being in, like being inside some brick was like nice. Well, what yeah. are some of the most expensive houses you ever sold around? Well, I don't know like how much they were, but I just remember, I actually remember from my second summer, uh, Mr. Bobo. The Bobo family, and he was the only—he oh. <laughs> was the only orthopedic surgeon in the whole town. So he was, he was loaded. making bank. He was loaded, 
arm and they bought too which is cool but like using their name almost like a lot of the times people are like well, of course the bobo's bought they're rich like what town was this in i think it was in murray yeah murray kentucky murray kentucky shout out to dr bobo from murray kentucky i know um, <laughs> the the most expensive brick i sold in was uh in, when I was in Andover, actually in Massachusetts, and oh, I don't know, yeah, yeah, no, stop yapping. Um, the most, yeah, it, it was crazy. There was at least, I think, four or five neighborhoods that I sold in where the average house uh, income or uh, value uh, was like two and a half million to five million dollars. Like the, the, yeah. So like, I'm I'm talking about houses that were like, you know, just, just you're just like, what the fuck, and everybody. Yeah. They went to school in Phillips Exeter in Andover, which is like the where the Kennedys go to high school, and they pay fifty grand a year. Oh. Yeah, like it was crazy. And I sold to the math mm. teacher of that school. That's the name I got. And it ended up working out. I hit PC that week, but I, if I didn't hit her, I would have got blown away because I, I was just getting rejected. Because you know how big mm-hmm. people are, just yeah. mean. And so it was mm-hmm. just like, oof. But those houses were. I, I just. The driveways were yeah. so long. And then when you like finally break through the trees, you'd see this like massive yeah. thing, you know, like damn, like big ass door knock, boom. You know, I mean, it's yeah. crazy, crazy rich people. You're like, no way. Yeah. yeah, I do remember though. And I really loved like, you would get like, you would get like both ends of the spectrum. Like you would get the rich people that were very like, like don't waste my time and then you get the rich people that like understood what you were doing and yeah. really appreciated it you know yeah. they fed and you and everything just like, yeah they're like sell me yeah do it sell me <laughs> and i was like yes well and they're like super they would like super appreciate that you're like a young college kid like working their way through school and you're like putting yourself out there and they like understood that yeah 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 you ever get anybody to tip you no. I have people Did you? take me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they're like, they're like, yeah, we'll take the set. And then at the end, they're like, hey, here. And they would take out like a 20 or a 50 and they just give it to you. They're super rich people. They're just, here you go. I, I had one, yeah. one uh, like superintendent just pay me $25. He's like, here, man, I'm not going to buy anything from you, but you're working hard on a Saturday. Like, here's $25. <laughs> here's the change in my pocket. Get back yeah. to work. And I was like, you got Hi. it. It's also amazing how cheap they are like rich people yeah (laughs) like well no like one time i had i had to close this way this is i told danny this story a long time ago but uh this guy like we did the whole price bill up whatever close him and the guy the dad literally goes i don't know man 600 bucks seems like a lot and i i was like i mean this guy had like a bear rug like chandelier and i literally i would close like this i was like (laughs) (laughs) are you kidding me I literally said that. I just looked around his house and I was like, are you insane right now? Like this, these books are half like of your one cushion of your couch. Are you kidding me? Yeah. And he was like, ah, you're probably right. And he just wrote the whole check. Because <laughs> uh, you, you have to get edgy with people like that. You have to get edgy with rich people because they think they're like the shit. So you have to go like get a little bit more like ask for what you want. And they respect it. Yeah, and they respect you for that. Like, if you hit them hard, it's like, hey, no, I'm freaking, I know what I'm doing. Because uh, you also would get those rich people that, like, they figured that out about you. They size you up and you got that right away. And then they would just let you take over. So they would literally tell you, hey, whatever you think we should buy, we'll get. And you're like, 
get the whole thing. Yeah. Like, okay. Yeah. 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 That's how, yeah. that's how you handle big brick. Oh my God. Mm. Have you ever had rich people like, have you ever had like rich moms that are super like, like competitive with other rich moms and be like, yes. so what did everyone else get? And they, <laughs> they want to talk that. Yeah. South, Southampton, my third summer, uh, I, I think there was 42 households that had children in it is what the clerk told me when I checked into the town. And by the time I was done with that town, I had 37 customers. Like I sold to almost everyone. Wow. And so, but that's all it was. And I, I did it a different way. I was like, did shopping carts last? I'm like, whatever you want, just pick what you want. And then we can buy. Yeah. I wasn't selling by packages. And that was the only time I ever worked, but they would like pick a couple and they go, no, what, what did the Johnsons get? And I'm like, oh, they actually, <laughs> and so they would, <laughs> they <got everything. laughs> yeah. And so then they would add. And so it just became a thing where, and eventually there was like six or seven of them in a row that you're just like, well, that's what they, they all got this package. So the mom would just be like, okay, we'll get what they got just to not be below. Yeah. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. If, I mean, what, my second to last HQ is pretty like a big brick HQ too, actually. Like, like just, um, Rich. Yeah, yeah, and it was my turf too, which is fun. <laughs> <laughs> so I could use their name. <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah, we're staying with the uh, this family. Even, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's that's pretty legit. Western Kentucky. Mm-hmm. That's uh, it's like really spread out, super green, and hot and humid. And... <laughs> did, did they give you pre-approach like when you were? Um, no, they did not. Honestly, they weren't even there a lot. Oh my God, the last couple of weeks, this is my second summer I'm talking about. Um, last couple of weeks that I was in with them, they were on vacation. And the two people I was living with moved. So I was living in that house all by myself. Oh, <laughs> like, no HQ family. And my first year oh, moved because she ran out of turf. And then the other first year ran out of turf. People were run out of turf. Yeah. I, I guess it happens. I guess it happens. <laughs> Some people. Oh my god! <laughs> and I also had to water her plant, and it was so like I was like, I was like, okay, I had to wake up earlier. And I don't know if you guys know about plant people, but like it's kind of hard to take care of other people's plants because you you could easily kill them, and and then you could kill someone's plant. That's like a big deal. You have to buy a new one. <laughs> and there was a extensive list of directions, like hold the hose thirty seconds over this one, forty five seconds over this one. Wow! Are you kidding me? Oh my God, that's yeah. a really you, person. I know that's a rich garden. <laughs> uh, okay, question for you: Did you did you get a schedule very often? A schedule? Yeah. Um. Honestly, no. I think like no. If I did, it was like long drives to other houses because I like had a hard time at the house before or something. But typically, you never, you never went to the beach. You never went to a movie. You never. Just no, said, I never fucked. did anything like that. No, I never. You never stayed like too long at a family's house because they were like, "Oh, we're gonna go on a boat," and then you went and did a. Oh, I totally did. But I didn't go on any boat. Actually, I remember like really debating this because okay, with the whole being off schedule, I was, I was like, I don't know. It was just so like built into me at the first year that like they're gonna know like don't be off schedule like you can't be off schedule and uh-huh. so I was with a family and they were like yeah we got death keys and uh you should really come with us like you know it's gonna be fun and I had to say no and I said no mm. oh <laughs> you said 
<laughs> just a just a lot of pressure to stay on schedule. We uh, I, know. I had, but I totally, I I was just I like totally like would feel like super over it at some points. Oh, I've definitely taken naps. That oh, <laughs> that's I never. I, I was on schedule, but never did that. I remember being so tired. Okay, I definitely have reasons to be tired, but like, like, okay, this is kind of a long story. But like, okay, second summer, um, you know Adrian, Nick? Which one? Nick? Adrian Winters. Yes. <laughs> okay. Poor Adrian, first year. Oh my God, craziest like experience. I've heard some so, drama about her first summer, so go on. Yeah, well, it was so scary. So like we're all home. It's eleven o'clock and Adrian's not home yet. And um so we're like calling her and then she finally answers and you she's like crying on the phone and she's talking, she's super muffled. And literally my first thought is like, Oh my gosh, she's like tied up in the back of a car or something and I'm like super scared. Holy so shit. I like <laughs> uh, but, but I, I don't remember exactly how it turned out, but she's gotten a, a car accident. She drove into a ditch and she, she slammed her jaw on the steering wheel and her jaw was like hanging off of her face. Like she was very injured, like blood, like, oh like, my God, very legit. And I remember I hop in the car and I tell Naomi and Kayla at the time, who's going to like stay here. Like, I didn't want them to be involved. I felt like that was a good choice, like, because then they would have been up all night. Because I ended up being up all night. So I was like, I got to go find her because she has no way to get home. So I was driving towards her turf. I knew where her turf was. And I'm calling my my OL. And then I'm calling, I call my OL, he doesn't answer. I call, I call Amy, she doesn't answer. I call Ron, he doesn't answer. I call, like, <laughs> everyone, no one's answering. And then finally OL answers. And I tell him the situation. And he's just like, hmm, what can we do? Like totally being a duck. And I'm like, stop, this is this is really like a, a tough situation. Like, I don't need you to be a duck right now. I need you to be like, like, this is intense. This is no duck. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I ended up, she, she was okay. And um, she did have to go home for the rest of that summer. Um, but that next day i was like up until 3 a.m and i was selling like i had to wake up three hours later and i was super duper tired and i fell asleep like i don't know why i did this but i was a long it was like a long dirt driveway and i just like pulled into it i didn't know it was a driveway i thought it was a, just another dirt road and i just like knocked out for a little bit and i set my dogs on my window <laughs> and i'm like are you okay you're like, yeah. Hello. <laughs> Who are you? Are you the mom here? <laughs> Just taking a nap. Wow. Yeah. That's, that's I have wild. had people also ask me if I was a kid who missed the bus. Yeah, you do look young. Yeah, but you. Yeah. That's Sitting hilarious. down the road with my backpack on and they're like, hey, did you miss the bus? <laughs> pulled up in their car. Did you miss the bus? No. <laughs> Did you ever feel unsafe? Like, no, did you ever feel? Was there, did you ever have a scary story like that? I had a, I had a couple people who were pretty racist, but other than that, like, mm, yeah, um, true. um, I've had people 
full guns on me, but I guess yeah, like yeah. not realizing that I'm like a very really small girl, and then they <laughs> do realize that, and they're like, I see them put it behind their back. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I yeah yeah. I yeah, guess. what did you talk to the mom? <laughs> What's what? Yeah, what happened to the mom? She was like a super badass mom. And, and she and had a I gun? Did she pull a gun on you? It was a long, tall gun. Maybe that's like a rifle. I don't know, gun. But, and she like comes out of the door and I just see her silhouette and she's got the gun like, what do you want? And like, oh, almost to my car. And I'm like, I'm so sorry. I'm just selling books. <laughs> and she puts and the gun it? in her back. <laughs> no, she bought, actually. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> my, uh, I have a gun I have a gun guy who bought two and at the end he, he was he just had a gun in his hand and he's like what do you want I don't know I'm sorry like I'm just selling books like you know just like chilling yeah um, and then yeah he ended up buying and then later on when I went to deliver he had like all his guns out and we went and shot the first time I ever shot a gun was with Larry Keegan in upstate New York <laughs> uh, uh, nice. did you ever have like a oh we asked this to Victoria do you, do you remember meeting a hot dad Totally. Oh my god, I remember such like intense situation. <laughs> never would do anything. I never did anything, but like, um, yeah, single dads always bought. <laughs> tell us about. Oh, yeah. Tell us about this. Tell us about the hottest dad you met on the book field. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, please do. You don't have to do that. <laughs> I mean, it's not not really like it's not really a crazy story, but I just definitely remember like sitting with his dad and I'm just I mean he's got little kids and and he's just taking these long pauses and I'm just like mm-hmm. so the book <laughs> <laughs> kind of very awkward it's <laughs> like yeah so <laughs> the classic so, so. <laughs> kids struggle with math <laughs> Do you help the kids with homework? Is that not how the teacher does it? I'm just kidding. Just imagine saying something crazy to a dad. But you never felt unsafe or anything like that. That's good. That's uh, yeah. I always, yeah, I always thought like legit is pretty safe. So I, if you're just smart and you know, don't do stupid, yeah. Okay. I definitely had people think that I was weird. Oh my god, I just remember being followed by somebody, and oh, when you're followed, it's just not a good follow. God, it really sucks. Like, yes. When, <laughs> when yes. they're just not being a good follow. Oh, dude, so you, like, like I, okay, go ahead. So when the first year's like putting a stink on your day because they're just really not fun to deal with. Yeah. Yes, but yeah. I've well, got to actually, that, but this, please go ahead. This is actually a manager, so they should have known better. But I just remember this person just being so like weird with the families I was sitting down with I was sitting down with a mom and a daughter and we're, we're literally like in a sit down and this guy gets up and looks at the pictures around the house like very weird okay <laughs> and like totally distracting with the dad and I'm just like dude really and then uh, the, <laughs> you know like rumors get spread but they're very easy to like get calmed down because you just have to go to the next door and like be like, hey, can you like tell your friends that I'm not weird because you just bought this for me. Jeez, <laughs> what the hell? I I remember one time I spoke 
with uh, Steve and Elena when I was in first year and they, cause they were both like, do not talk. If they ask you something, answer it. But like, let me just, I, I mean, and I, they were on, like, they were on and I didn't know any better. And yeah. I spoke up in front of each of them once and both of them were like, like this, like, I'm going to choke you freaking. I told you not to talk until I learned my lesson. Yeah. And so like, I, I told all the first years of all, I'm like, shut up. Like I'm in the zone. Get me out of the zone. Cause yeah but it was totally um i totally remember like following maria and she would she would do like those jokes on me like hi i'm maria this is sarah and she has something to say <laughs> you know those things uh, that was always like funny i'm like ah, you pick up. <laughs> yeah i understand so sarah um it We've loved having you on for this past hour. I think it's time for the pony story <laughs> where either it's your favorite customer, they bought everything, or it was like one of my pony stories that I love telling about, you know, my time in Southwestern was the time that I caught bird shit in my hands while shaking someone's hand in their front lawn. They didn't buy, right? They weren't even a prospect. But uh, that whole story, that whole sequence was hilarious. I'm never going to forget that till the day that I die. Um, either you could do a funny story that you'll never forget or a favorite pony, whatever, whatever you choose. Okay. Um, so I do remember this one story. I was, it was my last summer. And um, I was selling in a lot of suburban areas. And there was like always this one house that I could never catch. And I, I remember like I kind of caught the dad in the driveway and he said, oh, just come back later. And I was like, okay, I never could catch him, never could catch him, blah, blah, blah. And then I was delivering. So it took all summer and I'm delivering and I'm like delivering to the neighborhood. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to go talk to these guys and see if I can catch them. And I knock on the door and the dad answers. And like, oh, hey, you came back. And I was like, yeah, what's up? I'm Sarah, I'm the book girl. And um, he was like, yeah, I know exactly who you are. I used to have all of these books, come on in. <laughs> I'm like, oh yeah. So uh, I'm just delivering. So I, you know, good freaking thing that you, I guess I'll get there. So um, so I, we're in this, in this sit down and they've got, two teenagers, super chill, like super cool dad. Like I love cool dads. And I'm just like demoing the book and the kids are like super into it. They're like, yeah, I mean, I definitely need help with this. I definitely help with this, like such a good sit down. And um, they were like, yeah, I mean, maybe we'll, let's, get, let's get a set of math books. And I was like, cool, awesome. And so they buy the math books and, um, and then I had my bucket with me from delivering that has like you know everything else in it that they always tell you to bring yeah <laughs> and i was like well actually um you know i have a bunch of extra books want to like see what i got and they're like sure and so i pull them pull one out and they're like so this is the you know topics book blah, blah, blah. and they're like yeah let's get it and so just one by one yeah let's get it <laughs> let's get that one until they get everything. Uh, <laughs> no way. Uh, and I was like, hell yeah, this house. That they were just buyers from the get-go because he had these books already. That's how it works. The hardest ones to get. Totally. 
it was so solidifying too that I was like this this is awesome like, she dropped a bag <laughs> yeah <laughs> 98 units just boom there you go and they were super cool and I guess I got delivered right on the spot like and I was like That's... this thing I put everything in my bucket <laughs> I love I love those stories of how just people are just so open minded. Like it helps mm -hmm. you remember that some people are just super freaking cool. Just like yeah, it was a really cool time. They were they were fun. They were so chill. Yeah, that was like a great like end. It was delivery time, and I was like, I don't give a fuck. Like that you know? third summer or which summer was that? Yeah, that was my third summer. That was like your last week ever. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so that was like a really great ending. Just like, finished strong. Yeah, these people already love the books and they want all the books. <laughs> it was so funny. I literally did that. I was like, okay. And now I have this. <laughs> no way. That's so cool. Oh, man. I so, love um, anything else that you'd love to, to share about, Sarah, whether stuff that you've done after the book field or um, if you want to kind of put a, a neat bow on this little present of a box of a podcast? I guess like selling books was like is is one of the best experiences you can really do like quite honestly like everything that you learn selling books like about attitude about just being an adult about talking to people like talking to strangers is one of the hardest things to do because when you're talking to people you have no idea how they're going to respond and so being on the spot like that all day is like the most like challenge can you put yourself through and it literally has i literally see it in every aspect of my life right now mm. so like for any like college students one oh, yeah <laughs> heck yeah that's a good cast right love. there <laughs> love it love it cool brother well nick do you have any uh, announcements or anything like that oh uh, well um, again, thank you, Sarah, for joining us on the sixth episode of Pony Tales. Uh, we've got another one this Thursday. Um, it's going to be around 7 p.m. Eastern time with Sydney Ann Dove and Renee Dodson together. Some uh, dynasty chicks right there. And then uh, on Sunday, we've got Sydney Mead, an old JYD book chick, um, filling out the rest of this week so after that we've got more more in that Christmas week and we're getting stuff lined up with some really interesting guests and we'll see how it all plays out we're going to create a Facebook business page where we can actually house all of these links and all of these you know live streams so that way you know more people can be tuned in and people can share and check it out so yeah Heck yeah. And then uh, please uh, be sure if you want to, we'll have the video uploaded. If you'd like to share uh, some of these stories or share it on your personal page, that'd be awesome to get us some exposure and be sure to subscribe to our YouTube page because it does good things for the algorithm on YouTube. And that's what we, want. <laughs> yes. uh, we, we, are, we are going to use you. So yes. <laughs> that'd be great. Okay. But if not, that's okay too. All right. Well, Sarah Francois, we'll talk to you later. Thank you, guys. Have an awesome Thanks for being on. That was fun. Yeah, it was fun. See ya. All right. Bye. Adios. Bye, y'all.